The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on The Talking Point. Welcome to the second hour of the show. It's 7 after 10. Uh, and of course, I'm Kathy Mosasana with you until midday. So still ahead within this hour, we'll be taking you to the Gauteng Provincial Government as they release findings of the Commission of Inquiry into Taxi Violence, a very important inquiry that was held over the last two years, I believe. And we'll be looking then to find out what the results uh, and the findings of that inquiry have been. Uh, before we do that, though, let's take a look at the SMME talk conversation that we had scheduled for uh, today. And we're looking at the business of magazines. Mosama Lebo is the founder of Lifestyle Magazine, Lorian, and she joins us on the line. Musa, very good morning to you. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm glad that we're finally able to talk to you because I know that uh, we've had to reschedule due to some of the live events that we've been having. I know, it's been like forever. <laughs> <laughs> Apolo- thank you. Apologies thank you for, for that, Musa. Well, no, let's, I totally understand. let's talk a little bit about your business. It's interesting that, you know, you're a small, you're a small business in the magazine space at a time where we have seen some of the house brand magazines and, uh, you know, shut down. When exactly did you start your operations? Um, Kathy, you know, we started right in the middle of the um, of COVID. So um, I think mm-hmm. we started in May. Yeah, we started in May 2020. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the magazine, um, I started a magazine in 2012. So that's the history of it. And then I learned how to make my magazine better. Mm-hmm. So when we introduced Laurier magazine, this was the third trial. <laughs> what 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 happened to the first two? The the first the first one which I started in twenty twelve, I have to say that um I was still very young and inexperienced mm. and I felt like I needed to go get more knowledge and to understand what am I dealing with. Mm. Then um the second magazine uh we started in twenty seventeen. It was actually focused on the teen, uh because I do a lot of um teen entrepreneurial um programs. So I actually started a magazine for them, which I Mm. thought um, the audience would be for the younger. But what actually happened was that I had it a bit wrong. My audience was actually the older ladies who then literally were letting me know, we want to be featured in your magazine. Mm. We'd like to know more. We love this magazine. And in my head, I'm like, but this was a teen magazine. This is not for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had to then revamp. Mm-hmm. And then um, during COVID, that was when I decided um, this is the right time to actually start with our magazine. And it's digital. Everybody's going into the digital spaces. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I lost some of my favorite magazines. You know? um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even say the name. Yes, you, know? you can. Of course you yes, can. Yes, <laughs> like Bonner Magazine was my favorite magazine. Mm-hmm. The day when it closed, I literally, I was, I, I was literally in tears. I, I know I went and told my husband every single day, I'm like, it's closing, I can't believe this. Mm. And I was, I, I was honestly angry. And even with magazines, like my pageant for magazine came from when I was young. I used to be a reader of Seventeen. Seventeen literally raised me. And it used to be like my biggest sister. So a magazine is just not a magazine. Mm. It is something that somebody can go back to and get advice. 
and it's with I remember with my magazines and I still have my 17 magazines I'd literally go back like once in a month you go back to another issue that just resonated with you where you're currently at Mm -hmm. and you go through it and you read it and as well as people's stories you know when when you when you read and hear somebody else's story it's something that you could be going through and if you hear this person started their business it was this small now they're growing it also gives you hope Mm -hmm. so that is why we started Gloria magazine because we wanted to to give hope especially in this time where small businesses are literally just like where do we go from here who is going to be um Who's going to publish my story? Mm-hmm. How will I get my my name out there? Mm-hmm. Musa, that is exactly who we are. It's interesting because you've you've automatically gone to the digital space now. One of the reasons why some of these magazines had to shut down is because the cost of production is so high. And if you're not getting enough circulation on um, what you're producing, then it, you know, you end up being in the red because you're just not making enough profit from, from the business. Definitely. When it comes to the input costs, especially for a digital publication, are those any different to what they would be uh, with a, a, a magazine that's printed out that you can find on the shelf? Um, no, with with digital, it's very. I'll say the costs are very very low, because first of all, we, there is no printing that we need to go into. Mm. Everything is literally digital. The only people that you might need is uh, basically your cameraman and um, stylists. But other than that, and obviously your writers, but we don't have a lot of. Um, high over overhead yeah and 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 how do you get the magazine out there so do you sell it for people do people pay just to be able to browse through it and then you know if you've paid 10 rand you can read up to page five how does it work and how do you make it a, a business that's that's profitable um, at the current moment, our magazine is a, it's, it's actually a free magazine. Mm. Um, what we then rely on is that once you subscribe onto our magazine, we will then be able to send you things like newsletters. And that's where our relationship then comes in with things like um, our advertisers because they mm. want to advertise to our people. So in order to advertise to our people, obviously there has to be a certain rate that you have to pay. So that is what we actually do. How, how, how much access do you need it to have in order for it to start making money? To be honest with you, Cassie, you need, you need quite, uh, in order for it to start making money, it's quite a lot because mm-hmm. you have to first start convincing, um, especially with our numbers currently. Because mm-hmm. people are looking more at, okay, our figures, how much numbers do you have? But because we've also got a community. I mean, these are we're giving you access to our community. I'll just give you an example. Like right mm-hmm. now, we, we took out our newsletter, which was our, um, our February issue. Our click rate was 93%. Mm-hmm. So those are the people that actually click on our newsletters and actually read our newsletters. That means that, um, with 400 members, because currently we only have, actually we've got 400 members mm-hmm. on our newsletters. So those are 400 people that you get direct access to that will read about your product and then they will want to know about your product. 
So it takes a lot of hard work and grinding from what I can hear from you in order to get it to a place where you have a substantial enough following to draw the kind of advertisers that you would need to to take it to the next level effectively. Definitely, yes. That one, yeah. What keeps you going as an entrepreneur who's, you know, in the small business right now? Um, Kathy, the magazine is actually named after my grandmother. So Lorium is my grandmother's name. And this time around, what I wanted with the business, because I always like, with every business, sometimes you have your off days or your off years, you know, when you're just like, I can't do this anymore. But because I named it after my grandmother, that's literally what, what keeps me going. And the fact that every single or every other single day, I get a lady that will message and say, we want to be a part of your magazine. Mm. You know, just when I feel like I'm going to quit this, somebody comes back and they're like, can I please be featured on the magazine? Mm. I'd like to get my brand out there. So I'd have to say it's my community that literally gets me going. The entrepreneurs that are out there that are like, I want to get my name out there. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to tell um, entrepreneurial stories. You know, because I've got a daughter and I'd like one day for her when she's maybe five and she's asking me about um, women empowerment, women entrepreneurs, you know, I can Mm -hmm. literally give her this magazine and say, look, we've got Lorium. Read about this phenomenal woman that are making changes within their community and how they started. So that literally what is keeping our team actually going each and every single day. What impact has COVID-19 had on your operations? Um, COVID, not, not really. Um, I won't say that we had, we didn't really have much mm. because we are digital and everything that we do, even our interviews are online. We, we call each other, we Skype each other. Um, technology for us has always, we are actually technology driven. So it was just what we have been doing. And I think right now, um, it's just that it's just creating more awareness and increasing more of, um, our spaces because now everybody wants to be on our platform okay that's fantastic yes. we certainly wish you all of the very best with your magazine Musa Malebo there she's the founder of Lorian magazine Musa thank you so much for coming on to the show today uh, really exciting to speak to you know young South Africans who are who are taking the risk you know as you heard there it's her third try and she's hoping that it's going to be a third time lucky and it's certainly not an easy job to be able to go into business and I think to be successful at it, uh, it, it's quite hard. And I really take off my hat to uh, the young people, especially who are willing to give it a try. And, And you also just have to give it to some of the established businesses. It takes a lot to be able to get an institution to a place where it's running effectively, efficiently and able to not just pay its own bills, but even generate uh, some kind of revenue and create employment in the process. But we certainly need more young people who will be willing to take those risks. Okay, I'm going to take a a quick break. And when we come back, we'll play uh, some of the WhatsApp voice notes that you've been sending into the show. And we'll take you to that briefing that we're expecting out of the Gauteng Provincial Government today.